fixation on being scared. And I swear to God, I heard, like, we both heard footsteps. My brother and I apparently saw a ghost in the river. We saw this big black figure. Like, if a marble yeah. hits me in the eye and blinds me, I will be like, I'm, I'm blind, but I have proof of ghosts. That's all. Welcome to the Dead Talks podcast. I'm Reese. I'm Gabriel. And uh, yeah, today's episode is just going to be a bit of an intro, um, just explaining who we are, what we're about, and what the whole podcast is about. Um, we're going to do it in sort of a bit of an interview style format, where basically I'll be asking Gabe questions for the first half, and he'll be asking me questions for the next half. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Um, I'm, I am just going to reference it. We are in a student house. There will be noises. The road is literally just there. So please. We're not professional, this is the first time doing it, so yeah, uh, forgive well, us please. The plan is, over time, we'll get more equipment. Yeah, we'll, we'll get better and we'll get more equipment and, and hopefully this will take off, but we don't know, we'll sort of see. It'll progressively become more professional. Yeah, hopefully, anyway. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So, Gabe. Yes. Um, for, so basically, just tell us who you are, what you're doing, well, what you're about. I'm... Gabriel. Uh, I'm from Blossom, well, also Nottingham. Uh, I've come to Bangor to do zoology with animal behaviour. Uh, general interest would be obviously horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, manga, anime, massive human. <laughs> Big weave. Um, I like art. I like to do art. Uh, in the future, it would be one of my dreams to create my own comic, horror comic, obviously. Yeah. Some, Bowie, some of his stuff is amazing. Uh, he started doing uh, a war-based comic, and it, and it was sick, honestly. The, the drawings is amazing. Honestly. Yeah, I, think I'm, I ended up scrapping that idea because I didn't like the direction it was going. So instead, I'm going to go more of a uh, supernatural paranormal investigator. Almost as if it were us. Uh, I also like whiskey. Uh, trying to collect it. Yeah. I have uh, four bottles now. Yeah. Yeah. I find myself be more of an Isla. Yeah. He's a, he's a he's a smoky Isla Petey. Yeah. Want, wants some punch in the face while he's whiskey. Anyone out there knows what that is. We're we're both quite big whiskey mooches mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that. We, we, we do chase that, that that golden horse, so to speak, of, of we ch- you know, we, we want to find that good whiskey. Um, Gabe, as Gabe said, he's more of like a smoky sort of guy. Um, he you know, likes getting absolutely beaten up by his whiskeys. I, I'm more of a, a mellow guy myself. Yeah, I, I, prefer, well, I prefer... Your favourite is Monkey Shoulder. Yeah, I bloody love Monkey Shoulder. My current favourite would be Ben Bracken. Ben Bracken, yeah. You really liked... Uh, what was it, Lager Building? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I, had, that's a, I, had had a, uh, I had a glass of that in the bar in Nottingham. Yeah. Yeah. What was that, was it, What was the one I got? Um, 
Lefroig. Yeah, Le, uh, Lefroig special effects. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that that was offensive. <laughs> well, offensive. It's surprising because the first bottle I had was Ben Bracken, which was a present that my parents got me uh, for me getting to university. They bought it for me, and I was like, oh, I love this. Surprisingly later, I found out that most people eat themselves into the smoky yeah, stuff. Yeah, you, you usually go for like yeah. the McAllen's, the the ones with all this first. But now uh, you went straight into the damn deep end. Well, this is yeah, yeah weird. you just weird. Yeah, was, I think that describes both of us really. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Should we move on to the next question? Next question. Oh, right, so why horror? Why the supernatural? Why do you want to do this podcast? I a weird fixation on being scared and enjoying it. I, I can testify to that. When I wake up and I've had a nightmare, I'm genuinely excited. And I don't know, I just, it's like a rush. This is the same guy that would, when we watch like jump scare based horror films or horror films with specific things that he finds scary, he would sit there with a block of bloody cheese eating, like, yamming the whole thing oh, to purposely, purposely give himself nightmares. It, it's, it, yeah, oh god, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think I first started watching horror movies when late GCSE, early uh, A-levels, I would just go downstairs after my parents had gone to bed and just sit and watch movies by myself and I started to watch horror movies and I just enjoyed you know, I'd have all the lights off, everybody was in bed, the door was open to the kitchen and you know that feeling when you feel like someone's creeping up behind yeah. you all the time when I was watching horror movies I loved it, I loved it and I would just think yeah so I just enjoy horror and I don't know I'm, and I'm I enjoy feeling scared in real life as well, and so I want to start seeing whether anything's real. Because mm. currently, my beliefs are very. Yeah, I would say you're cut and dry. Yeah, you're definitely skeptical. I am a skeptic. Yeah. Uh, my family is not. Get into that. Um, but I myself, my current beliefs are that when you die. It's nothing. It's black. Kind of like when someone gets knocked out and they wake up and they go like, oh, where was I? Mm. Well, what happened? And it's like, well, you've been knocked out or you, you've been in a little, you, you've been, you know, unconscious for three days straight and you're like, like, like time's yeah, gone. Yeah, like for you, like, time's just gone. Yeah, you, like you, you just, you were there and now you're awake. Yeah, it's like when people have surgery yeah. do. But then the time is actually you fall asleep, you wake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my belief so is that's what happens after death, but you never wake up. You just cease to exist, which is a bit sad. Mm. Some people would say that's morbid, but it, 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 it's just because something is morbid doesn't and sad doesn't make it not true. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, in the end, if I'm not right. I win. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fair point actually. Yeah. If there's an afterlife, whoa, great. <laughs> but you know, I can't believe something that doesn't feel real to me. You know, so 
currently my beliefs are that you know when you die there's nothing so of course I don't really believe in ghosts but I want to test that you know I want to feel to see if that's real you know that's why I want to, you know, in the future we're going to be paranormal investigations yeah, hopefully, yeah that'll be a big part of the podcast will be mm. paranormal investigating and, and, and stuff like that I was really I was I'll sort of mention we'll more call about it field that. work. Yeah, I'll mention more about that uh, later on uh, about the plan that I have. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, that's in terms of ghosts, aliens. You know, well, demons, aliens. Why would there be demons if there's no heaven or hell? That's true. You know, that's true. Yeah, there might be supernatural beings. I don't know. We don't know enough about that. But aliens. It's a bit stupid to think there aren't other beings on other planets. You know, we're not special. You know, we just got lucky and landed on ourselves a nice planet, but there are plenty of other planets out there that have to look to life. But we, they're probably, well, they could be around the same, you know, rate of civilization as us, or earlier or later, but, you know, the fact that we haven't seen them doesn't mean they don't exist. Supernatural. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so, question three: What are your top three horror movies? Top three horror movies. Top three horror movies. I'll, I'll count down from three to one. Yeah. Number three would be a movie we we watched recently, mm-hmm. The Wailing. Absolutely love it. It's a Korean horror movie that is it's about ghosts. Say? Uh, I I know it's more. Um, more it's more heavily religious based. Yeah, like um, like a um, right. It's more of a um. The Wailing is is essentially a film about um, a Japanese man moves into an area in Korea. Um, rural so, area. Yeah, a, a very, very rural area. So it, it, it immediately it focuses on that sort of yeah racial tension, I would say. Yeah. Of, of distrust yeah. Of, of other people that aren't native. And, and the whole movie, the whole movie, you're like, ooh, are they, you know, are they right about this yeah. Japanese man? You know, is he of a supernatural being? Yeah. Or are like, they, don't, don't just spoil it for those. Yeah. That or is it more just fear mongering among the people? Mm. And you, the whole movie, it's. Is it? Is it, it yeah, there, there is a constant that question that yeah. you go through all the yeah. time of, is is it just their yeah. racism, or is it actual? Is he evil? Mm. Is he a demon, a devil, anything? You know, it's, what, yeah. what they suspect him to be. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the conclusion of the movie, I think, is amazing. Oh yeah, I, it's, love, uh, I, I, I love that. And because it, it yeah. right up until the end, it keeps you guessing. I think it got it was what you got you hooked on Asian horror. It definitely did, yeah. yeah. Because and before then, that was pretty much the first Asian horror we watched. Mm, no, we watched Train to Busan before that. No, we didn't. No, oh, yeah. the Wailing was probably one of the first we watched. Yeah, right? and you you were I don't know you were like oh I don't like don't yeah. want to watch Asian horror movies. I don't like yeah. having to read subtitles. Yeah, yeah. I was like the subtitle. I was a bit wary about like because at that watching, point, like yeah, watching the subtitles and stuff like that because my mind drifts elsewhere. I'll sometimes watch a movie. 
I go on my phone to write, and with obviously with visual subtitles in different languages, you can't do that because you miss chunks. Yeah. So I was a bit apprehensive about that, but honestly, if if you're like me and you're wary of doing that and delving into other um, different countries' horror films in different languages, I would say go for it mm. because you you will uncover so many hidden gems, and it's just yeah yeah. Like well, I'm guessing one episode in the future we're gonna definitely cover just oh yeah Asian we, horror. we will blanket cover Asian horror and it'll be like however long I, I love Asian horror yeah. you know, as, as a as a range I like generally I think I prefer Asian horror I think actually. it's because in a lot of Asian countries obviously mm. they have the film rule where they're only allowed to release a certain amount of films yeah. in a season yeah. and also I feel like Asian horrors don't hold back no, they do not hold back at definitely all. Definitely do not. And hold back. you always see that if, like, they, you know, it's always it always happens that when an Asian film does well, it gets an American remake. Like, oh, Ring, like you obviously see Ringu it. and Ring, yeah. and the difference between them is night and day in terms of quality. Quality and it's like one go like the Asian horror usually goes for more gore, scary that way. But I feel like Western audience is more jump scare. Uh, well, the thing I less consequence. Asian horror has got this very much creepiness to it. Yeah, they, there they, is definitely the yeah. feeling of it, like uh, someone's watching you. Yeah, the feeling of yeah. like your spine tingling is like just the essence mm. of Asian. I horror. think that is because a lot of um, Asian cultures are already steeped in a lot of traditions surrounding the supernatural oh, yeah. supply. Yeah. So that element is just built upon so much, and it, it, yeah, it's amazing. It really Honestly, is. I think like uh, old Asian stories of like and, uh, folklore some of it is absolutely terrible yeah, it probably is you know, I'd, I'd love to go delve down that hole we'll, we'll probably have a you know brief covering of this in our yeah. podcast because it will be you know it's a big topic I mean if in the future we get stacks of money from advertisement on this podcast please um, we, you know we could do a trip to, to Thailand to China to Japan and go and yeah. go to these locations Get it on YouTube. Get podcasts of us there, and yeah, it, I it, we we could do yeah, this yeah. if we have the support. So like and subscribe, please. Yeah. Uh, so I think that covers the yeah. first. Yeah. You know, yeah. Third pick. Second pick would be the thing. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite. Uh, to this day, I still think the practical effects in that movie yeah. hold up. Yeah. It is. Amazing what they were able to do. One of John Carpenter's. I won't. I won't say his best because of my number one. But um, <laughs> I think The Shining. Not the, not the Shining. The Thing is. Yeah. Uh, I think The Thing is probably the best display of mm. movie effects in general, and I am including special effects in that as well. Yeah. Because. You've well, got to think. What, when did it come out? Eighty. In the eighty. I don't know. No, in the eighties. Eighty-one. Yeah, early eighties. Yeah. And to have that level of just it's, it's the visual effort, and the, the effort, yeah, the effort it's just insane. Like the whole set was freezing cold. Yeah. Just to give them a the realistic effect. Yeah. You know, it's like just that kind of stuff. It's like you could tell the difference between the original. Oh, and the prequel in and 2011. The prequel. Oh God, that, where they oh. where they start trying to inject like um, CGI. Oh, it it's just so it bad. feels so wrong. So bad. It just doesn't do it, you know, justice to the original. Yeah, it really doesn't. 
and and people are going to go into that and think how disappointing you know mm. everyone's told me about it, how good the thing was that's the thing as well it's literally called the thing why is it not called yeah. something different because it's a bloody prequel it's not exactly a remake it's a prequel because it yeah. sets because yeah. the ending sets up mm. to the beginning so yeah yeah it, it, yeah it's yeah it's just a bit sad about that but like and, and it, let's put aside the practical sex for effects for a minute <laughs> the practical sex yeah but the practical effects aside for a minute and just I don't know but like the, the story you know where everybody's starting you know, it's, it's like one of the best instances of people turning on each other and oh, just yeah. the general yeah. psychology of people when they're trapped in an environment I, I will still say one of my favourite mm. ever example like movie examples and, uh, of sort of tension in films yeah. is the, uh, the blood testing scene Oh, um, oh god, that's and, and that like it, the tension that is just whoa. And then obviously you, you can't deny that line delivery of, I know you guys have had a very difficult day, but if you could find the time, would you get me out of this fucking chair? <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, that is like, oh, it's perfect. And you can't like, like I, I always forget the actors. Nick Kurt Russell mm-hmm. as McCready, oh, oh, one of the best horror like, horror leads ever. Mm. Like, yeah. Honestly, and then what what really like baffles me is that when it came out, because I, I I watched um you haven't watched it, so you need to watch it. In Search of Darkness, mm. it's the eighties horror movie documentary. It's like three hours, so I'll have to like chunk it. Oh, yeah. But um, and it, like when um The Shining came, not The Shining. I keep saying The Shining. <laughs> when the thing came out, they're both going to be these. They, yeah, they're all these. Um, but when the thing came out, it was absolutely torn apart by critics. It was ragged on mm. because of the gore levels and because apparently there was terrible acting, and it was absolutely ripped apart. Like John Carpenter almost became obsolete because of like the critic response to that film. But obviously now people have actually come to appreciate it a lot more, mm. and it, it is head and shoulders above any mm. every modern horror, personally. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's like the majority of modern horror just doesn't hold the yeah. you know, the practical effects in the movie and just yeah. the general horror and suspense yes. and yeah. that soundtrack as well it's so simple just the this is the simple you just the, it, oh it's perfect I mean yeah. it's to be expected from John Carpenter but mm. it's just yeah yeah so good very good and I feel this second choice yeah Going on to my what's your favourite what what's your favourite scary movie? My favourite scary movie of all time is The Shining. Absolutely. I probably spoiled that really a little bit. You kept going on about it. Well, the Shining. It's <laughs> all the thes, man. Yeah. Well, you got to pick a theme. Yeah. Everything begins with D. Yeah. But The Shining, I absolutely love. It is by far, I think, the best example of building horror. The whole movie is just building suspense, building suspense because you don't know when these characters are gonna, you know. When the, when, yeah, when it's just a new But when the horror is just gonna yeah. start, mm-hmm. fetch me the bat. <laughs> One smash. <laughs> you hit him. <laughs> Not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash you again. It's so good. Yeah, like, Jack is. Yeah. Oh, he's perfect in that role. Oh, I think it's made, made for him. Yeah. That role. Yeah. And again, the music. I, I, for me, my favourite music. Yeah, the overbearing, 
like mm. uh, when it's like the tracking shot as you go as it's like that that overbearing brass heavy just boom, 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 it's just oh and like yeah uh, a lot of like horror fans talk about famous buildings in horror that add characters like the Elm Street house in, well, in yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. The Overlook Hotel itself. It, it basically is a character. It, it is. A, it, yeah, yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Yeah. And a lot of people rag on the movie that, you know, like, on the overhead shot, you can't see the maze. Um, and that the Halloran's office makes no sense in the... But that's... I kind of think that adds to it. That mm. adds to that confusion yeah. of the hotel itself, that it doesn't make sense, because it's all made yeah. revealed in, yeah. Doctor, in uh, Doctor Sleep that... It's, it's basically a sentient, oh, yeah. ghostly yeah. house, you know. But like, yeah, I just think that adds to it. I don't think that's a detractor in any way. No, definitely yeah. not. So, very good movie. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Again, that was another film that when it came out, critics tore it apart. Oh, they like, ripped it to shreds. It was. There's going to be several like, instances of movies we yeah. talk about. Which well, I mean, I, I, um, um, what's her name? Shelley Duvall, who played Wendy, she got a Razzie for Worst Actress. Yeah. Like, it, like it, she was annoying in the movie, but yeah. that was her character. Yeah. You know, I feel like she was meant to be annoying. She was meant to push, you know, yeah. her main character, yeah. you know, push him over the edge. You yeah. know? It, she was, I think she was perfect. Yeah. She was perfect for the I role. mean, the one thing also is Stephen King absolutely detests the movie yeah but I only I only think that's probably because he doesn't really follow the book a lot mm-hmm. but I mean he's, I think he's come I think he's come around to it a little bit more but he obviously prefers the uh, the, the TV one that he did with the screenplay for it so it's a bit like mm. I've never yeah. seen it it's, uh, it, it's 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 a bit a bit pants really honestly mm. it's long <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a TV movie of like four parts it's stupidly long yeah a bit like the um so the it, it, the it one yeah. yeah there was a lot of like there was, there was a period like you know like how in the early 2000s and late 2010s horror went through like the whole I'm gonna remake classics it oh, was sort of in the 90s in the 90s horror went through a whole like no TV movies only please because and no, we're gonna take Stephen King books and turn them into TV movies so we've got Carrie it and The Shining and it's like they're just they're just shit really mm. they're just bad yeah, I mean, there's so many. It, it was so hard for me to pick, you know, just the top three movies because there's so many movies out there. That I mean, yeah, do you want to give any honor- honorable, me- honorable, yeah, honorable yeah. mentions? Honorable mentions. Yeah. Alien. Yep. Oh, we love the, Alien. The powerful female role in that. Oh yeah, Ellen Ripley. Such a good like role model. Yeah, yeah. And he's way before his time as well. Yeah. yeah. He said what? Alien was seventy-eight or something. Practical effects in that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never, never there there are some laughable moments, oh, like, like the close-ups of the xenomorph. It's definitely just a man in a suit. Yeah, but, I mean, it's quite fun. Mm. It's a good film. Yeah, I mean, for its time, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Any other honourable mentions? I can't think of any. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I'm gonna go with another honourable mention. I've got two honourable mentions. Another one would be Shutter. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Not really. Shutter. What? It's the one where they take pictures. The guy is a is photographer. Oh, I'm doing the American one. I can't remember. I can't remember. 
Well, I get what you mean though. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll flash all the movie posters up on the screen yeah. for the yeah. YouTube audience. So I'll, I'll you know, you, you will yes. get a proper name for it. Yeah, you'll, you'll find out. And my memory is not that good. You'll find out through watching these podcasts. But you know, try my best. Uh, yeah, that's. I love that movie and the twist at the end. Yeah. Well, one yeah. of the the best twists of all movies. Yeah. Um, and it's got such good. Like the 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 the, the, the ghost in it isn't inherently scary. Like if you were just to see the ghost, you go, oh, "That's not that scary." You know, you'd look at the thing, um, and you go, "Bloody hell, that's." horrifying oh, gruesome yeah. but it's like um, in a lot of in a lot of Asian horror movies it's very it's the the way they get you is the presentation they know when to show the horror when yeah. to show the creature when to build the tension yeah. so much more to the point where they don't even need something that's that scary obviously it's got to be somewhat scary you mm-hmm. can't just you know show like a fairy princess and go oh my god that's so yeah. scary well and you say that cabin in the woods there was a little ballerina <laughs> i mean but then you see the fairy. that's true yeah but you, you get my point I do, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they know it's all about knowing when to show yeah building tension and showing yeah. paying off so good another good horror movie and another good example of asian horror So, uh, last question. Uh, you sort of mentioned this earlier, but um, have you or anyone you know had a supernatural experience with ghosts or yeah. demons or whatever? Well, controversial for me, well, contradicting myself is better, would be a better way of putting it, would be um, the fact that apparently, well, my brother and I apparently saw a ghost when we were younger. We were living in Ellsbury, uh, where my dad was, and we'd go, me and my brother would visit him every two weeks, and one of the times we were visiting, um, my brother needed to go to the toilet, I think, and wanted me to go with him. So we both went to the toilet, and it's a, it's a three-story building, and it's very, it's I can't remember what period it's from, but it's very old. Mm. And, um, we were walking up and we walked past the stairs and we saw this big black figure and it's and it, and it tall and just stood there and me and my brother ran down into the kitchen to my dad and we shook him and my dad, te- my, my dad obviously tells us better because we were kids, we don't remember much and the next, well, I didn't remember, I don't even, I didn't even remember this until my dad told me about it when I told him, oh, I don't believe in ghosts, I've never seen it. He's like, well, actually, you, you've seen a ghost, so, well, well, <laughs> what's your point? Yeah. Uh, and we were both adamant that we had seen a man in the house, completely flat. And when he went to get checked, well, obviously, it was nothing, but it was the fact that it was both of us. It wasn't just one of us, and it wasn't like one of us had a bad feeling and woke up and thought, well, it's real, it's both of us there. We're both very adamant that we'd seen a black figure in the house at the, at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. Um, 
So that's my personal experience. But my my family are, are very superstitious people. Not superstitious as to say that they believe in the supernatural. Yeah. And they're very, very oh, my mum's religious, and so is her. So is my grandma on my mum's side, and she. Um, well, story that my grandma always likes to say is when she, she uh, I don't know what it was, but she was very, you know, she's fairly early, she's very close to death, she's on her bed, and she tells a story about how she, you know, floated out of her body and could see the room around her and could see her own body, and she felt a voice tell her that it wasn't time and that she'd gone back into her body. Um, so, it's an experience, out-of-body experience that she's had, although I don't believe in that. Um, for me, it's more like, I guess, whenever I, t it always ends up with to an argument when I'm talking to my grandma about this, but she's a very stubborn mm. and doesn't know when to be quiet. <laughs> mm. Like and someone else I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I, and I always make the point of, well, the brain can is a very powerful organ that we don't fully understand yet and you know it can you know people can have visions that they don't quite understand you know and even if you don't really know it yourself you could you still your subconscious brain will still know like the environment around you you would remember things it's like when people talk about how Oh, I was I've been in a coma for days and how would I know that they brought a dog you know, my, my pet dog to me when I was you know, when I was in my coma. It's like, well, your sense of smell is still around and other you know and your subconscious will I don't know whether you know, they you probably smell the dog or your brain will probably assume that yeah, family members would bring your favourite dog to visit you. Mm. And you know it's the, it's a very something we don't fully understand, and so I don't believe. You know, it doesn't feel. I don't believe in soul. I don't believe in that. I just believe in neurons, you know, and neural pathways and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So this kind of stuff doesn't. You know, I don't believe it, but my family does. Yeah. Uh, and then on my dad's side, um, my great grand used to live on a farmhouse that everybody in the family said was haunted. Oh, really? Yeah, very haunted. Um, like, people would go and visit, and one person went to visit, and they, you know, they'd obviously haunted it, you know, heard the stories, and so when they went to bed, they put a jammed a chair underneath the handle Jimmy there to very secure so no you know secure secure it's not gonna do much protection. Yeah. Um but they were like, I don't want anyone getting in here, you know, I don't believe you know, I don't want these ghosts getting in here, so I'm gonna jam the door. Um and when they woke up the next morning the chair was in its proper place and the door was wide open. Mm. You know. And you know, the stories about you know, him, people running up and down the house and getting, wake, and get, getting up the night going. It's like, why were you running up and down the hallway so late at night? See, I have a personal theory about about things like like audible things. Mm. 
particularly when someone is told this place is haunted. Yeah. Because the mind is proven. The mind can play tricks on you. Yeah. If you're told a certain stimulus, your brain will then start to almost force you to believe that yeah. sometimes. So for me, when people are told this place is haunted, you're more likely to see and hear things that will then confirm that because you yeah. there's a part of you that believes that and so you want to confirm that. You it's almost like people, confirmation your bias. brain will show you what you want to see. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's almost like yeah. confirmation bias almost. Yeah. But um, it is suspicious that multiple people have yeah. that experience. Yeah. I mean, the the, the the chair moving thing is very interesting. But uh, that could, you know, once again, that could be just people uh, sleepwalking. Yeah, yeah, it could be. could be someone playing a prank. Could be, yeah, exactly. Trying to keep the reputation of the place alive. I don't know. I don't think they would do that kind of thing, but, you know, yeah. there's, always, a, yeah, there's yeah. always going to be explanations for these things, but it is... You know, that's my family are very adamant on it's all my dad's side of the family very adamant on the existence of ghosts and my mum was very adamant on the existence of an afterlife and so on. You know. And here I am that doesn't believe in anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you know, I don't personally believe in the afterlife but I find it fascinating. I find it very cool. You know, horror and ghosts and ghouls. There's so many, you know, so many scary stories you, know, you can get from this. It's, you know, fascinating. To, that's why we, that's why I wanted to mm. investigate it. Because, you know, even if it's not real, the stories are still, you know, yeah. scary. I feel like for anyone that's ever watched uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved, the supernatural ones, Gabe is more like the Shane. I'm more like Ryan. You're very much the skeptic. We'll probably end up taunting the ghosts and the demons and be like, "Come on, then!" Ah. Whereas I'm like, "Holy water, no fuck off!" Ah. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's well, go and get blessed by a priest. I mean, can we talk about it? What? Like where we want to go? Uh, to go later on. on. Yeah. Yeah. Later okay. on. What? So yeah, that's. I think there's there's other instances that I just don't know about it. Yeah. Like my mum is like my mum is the kind of person that you know don't touch um, Ouija boards. It's dangerous. I mean I'm, I'm very much like that. Ouija yeah. boards will fuck you up. Don't do it. But for me it's like Ouija boards will fuck you up. End up. We're never getting a Ouija board. I will not I'm not allowed it. Was I I was I think when oh I remember when I was younger, <laughs> uh, my mum had this uh, doll. Oh, lovely. I love dolls. It was, it, was, um, it wasn't porcelain, but it was, uh, it was knitted, I think. Or I think any dolls have ever been any dolls. Yeah, it was uh, similar to oh, that. Oh, fuck off. Very, it was very creepy, and I, yeah, had, I feel like I, feel I like conducted this. Um, I conducted when it was. I was in primary school, so very young. I conducted a investigation. Um, I feel like we need some some dramatic lighting for this. Uh, for this for this little little story. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so I was. Yeah, I saw the doll, and I was like, and I would see it move. Yeah. I don't like that. And 
that and I, I, I used when I was in school I, in primary school I, I used to have this paranormal investigation group that I made I haven't ever told you about this no you haven't um, <laughs> <laughs> it's my primary school Ghostbusters my, it was my one of my friends um, in, from primary school Marcus First name basis, and he, well, he himself has had um, many ghost stories to talk about. Uh, I feel I think he told me that his house was haunted. We're in we're in Bangor. We're near an area. Like there are jets going over. No, I keep going. Okay, um, and you know. I'm pretty sure the storm in my house is haunted. I keep seeing it move. And so I started to conduct an investigation. So it's in my parents' bedroom. Um, so here's the bed. And then to off to the side, behind a wardrobe, was like this pile of like spare bedding. And it sat on top of it. And I was, I would go. So I was like, I'm going to investigate this. Went in there. Um, when my parents were brushing their teeth and making bed, and I turned the doll around. Oh, the doll I turned the doll around, put it face down, and I leave. And then the next morning, I go back, and it was sat facing up, watching over the room. Oh no, don't like that. Uh, Not a fan. <laughs> no. Uh, I was like, holy shit, this is real. It's oh. a re- it's 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 possessed. Oh. It's haunted. I went, you know, and I went back into uh, I went back into school and I told them about this and they're like, oh, well, it's dangerous. Um, yo, yo, for those of you watching the video, you can see I'm fucking swinging with how much I hate this. I don't, I hate yeah. dolls, man. I don't do dolls and Annabelle, Annabelle scared creepy. Me Annabelle scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Uh, but, so then I was like, I was obviously quite scared, freaked out. Um, I told my mum about this. I was like, oh, I think the doll's haunted. You know, I keep moving and I keep moving back. And he goes, oh, that's because I keep moving it. Oh, you're, yo, yo, nah, I don't like that. Because like, mum is pranking you. <laughs> nah. It's just like, I keep seeing it move, you know, facing down or, you know, falling over. And I, I've got to put it back upright. You got played by your mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this whole that. time. I was convinced that the doll was moving on its own, and that, and that it was haunted and it was moving. You got played by him, because uh, I, I, you know, I would purposely move it and back. Back to light, and there we go. Not um, scary. <laughs> so I basically played myself. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So yeah, that's. It's not a paranormal experience because it was no. just a regular old household experience. Fuck's sake. <laughs> But yeah, for a while I was very convinced that that doll was possessed, and I could take. I think if I can find it, I'll take a picture. Um, I'll show you. Oh, I'll show you guys as well. Yeah, we'll burn it. <laughs> we'll burn the doll. No, no. It's because my mum loves that doll, so she wanted it to constantly watch over, which I thought was completely insane and scary. She's attached. That's stage two of infestation. Yeah. So. There we go, that was, yeah, that was so good. That's me. So yeah, I hope, I hope you guys now know a lot more about Gabe. 
Um, so yeah, we're going to take a quick break. Um, in the meantime, you'll be introduced to a new, brand new, reoccurring segment that will be happening on, on this podcast called Song of the Week. Uh, this week I'll be doing it. Uh, the next week it'll be Gabe's turn. So yeah, uh, we'll see you in a minute. Hi everyone, welcome to Song of the Week, a reoccurring segment where either me or Gabe will recommend you a song to listen to each week. Uh, this week uh, I'm going to pick Writings on the Wall by Iron Maiden. It's a new song off their upcoming album and it is amazing. It really shows that these guys are not stopping anytime soon. Uh, the sto- it adds to the storyline uh, of what I presume will be continued in their upcoming album really well. And yeah, it's just a awesome album i'd recommend you go and listen to it whenever you can um so yeah enjoy and uh enjoy part two where me reese will be answering the same questions i put to gabe so you can find out a little bit more about me okay enjoy hello welcome back um now it is reese's turn ah uh, uh, um right so tell us about yourself Tell the audience about yourself, I know you are. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, hi, I'm Reese. Um, I'm 20. I'm a student at Bangor University, like Gabe. I'm studying psychology. Um, and yeah, I'm originally from Cheshire. Um, now I'm living in Bangor. It's amazing to live in Wales, honestly. Way better than living in Cheshire. Sorry to all home friends that are watching this. You're going to get so much hate mail for that. I'm going to get so much hate mail, but it's true. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so my interests are, well, whiskey, as you, as you saw from earlier. Um, I'm really, as you can see from my, because this is, this is my room, as you can see from our backdrop here slightly, I'm I'm very much into skulls, uh, and gothic things, uh, I'm a massive nerd. Um, I'm really into Doctor Who and Harry Potter, I challenge anyone to a trivia contest and I'll beat you hands down. And I, you've you've seen this. I can quote Harry Potter and Doctor Who as it's going on. Yeah. Uh, I know like all the lines because I'm a massive obsessive nerd. Yeah, and you have a go at me for going on about things in movies. No, I don't. Um, uh, one thing you should also mention: me and Gabe, we play Octopush mm. uh, or underwater hockey. For those of you that just like started googling what Octopush is or started to question if we've gone senile. Um, octopus or underwater hockey is essentially, yeah, it's hockey played underwater with snorkels, flippers, uh, a really heavy puck, and you're on the bottom of the water. It, well, the it, puck's made of lead. So yeah, it's a lead weight. Yeah, and it, 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 it's a lot of breath control, and it's a very hard skill to develop. But you know, when you do, it's a very fun sport. It gets quite violent, which is unexpected for an underwater. I've nearly sport. lost my teeth. Yeah, that was yeah. quite up bloody hell. That, if you weren't wearing a mouth guard, mm. he'd, have, he'd have been like a hillbilly. So one flick the puck right to my face, straight into his face. Yeah. I laughed and <laughs> then did. got concerned. Yeah, because I'm that person. But um, no, yeah, I really like underwater hockey. Um, uh, I yeah, uh, other interests. Uh, you know, touch on. You know, I'll say I'm a nerd. I'm really interested in Marvel. Uh, well, we both are. We both are. Yeah, we, we both have often very heated debates about the MCU, such as who's the most powerful character. And, Which I don't. I don't believe the official list. And, I don't. And, and why Captain Marvel is not useless. Don't like her. Just because you don't like Brie Larson. 
It's, Yo, it's, Brie Larson's gonna send you hate mail. She's gonna watch this. She goes into it, shows up. Oh, I could destroy everyone. Stop Thanos. Oh, why wasn't I here earlier? Oh. Because she's looking after every other planet in the bloody universe. Infinity War. The, the, the effects of Infinity War affected everyone else in the universe. That was a universal threat. She should have been there from the start. I can't disagree with that, but at the same time, plot lines. Um, but yeah, um, I think that pretty covers my interest, really. Um, I sort of talked a lot during Games Pit about like our, our whiskey interests and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just to like cover that, I'm a massive fan of, of Monkey Shoulder. It's a Scotch Highland blend. It, it, they, I think there's four distilleries that they use to sort of blend it together. Um, one of my favourite cocktails, I've recently tried it, it's at a place called um, Mowgli. Um, they do a monkey shoulder Indian style old fashioned, mm. and it's so nice. It was one of the nicest cocktails I've ever had. Um, I'm, I'm very partial to them old fashioned. Um, yeah, I like, I like yeah. that old fashioned as well. Um, I also would say I'm a massive coffee mooch as well. I really love coffee, okay? But not like your crappy, frappy, caramel, double whip crap. Like, that just ruins coffee for me. You, you, I'm a purist. You hate me. I, I like, I like a mocha. No, mochas are alright. Mocha's really? got me into coffee. It's when people yeah. start adding, like, a million pumps of vanilla and caramel swirls. Well, it's not coffee, then. It's not coffee, it's, it's not a milkshake. Coffee. I mean, it's a, it's, with a, bit of coffee it's a nice drink, but it's not coffee. It's not coffee. I'm, a, I'm very much a purist when it comes to coffee. I, mean, I, I like strong flavours. Yeah. Dark I think, Italian blends. I think when I was studying uh, I would just I had like a little um, what are the small ones? What do you mean? The, the small coffees where it's like an oh, espresso an espresso I had an espresso uh, like espresso espresso coffee cup yeah. it was tiny it had bugs all over it uh, oh, real bugs and they had instant coffee in that so I just fill it half up with the instant coffee and then pour the water in and then do a shot it's of like it. It's like sludge. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that was pretty, yeah. I, I, I've, I've done that before. Yeah. But, um, oh, yeah, uh, I'm also a massive metalhead, um, as you can probably tell by the sort of nature of my room decor. Um, yeah, I'm a massive metalhead. I'm really a big fan of bands like um, Architects, Bring Horizon, um, Slipknot. Uh, and yeah, I'm just a massive fan of metal and on the musical ground, really. Um, yeah, I think, that, I think that pretty much covers me in a nutshell. Yeah. That's pretty much what my Tinder bio says, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, right, so, uh, why horror? Well, well, personally, why do you like horror? Um, for me, ho uh, horror was something that um, I didn't get into from an early age. I was very much, up until I would probably say the age of 13, 14, I was very much terrified of a lot of things. I was that kid that would, that was like, you know, up at, yeah. like... So, whereas you were scared to watch horror? I was absolutely yeah. terrified. I was terrified to watch, like, I'd like, you know, like, um, any, sh like, even if it wasn't horror, I was terrified, like Doctor like Who. Coraline. Doctor Who. Used to so, scare some of the, the episodes. Out of me. Some of the episodes were good. No, 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 no. But like, I'd be terrified that like, 
I'd be up at night. Well, I mean, the Weeping Angels episode. Yeah. That's, but that's basically horror. I'd be up at night scanning the landing, being like, is that a shadow? Who did that? What? You know, you know I, I was that kid. And then I think when I was... Hey, who turned out the lights? Stop it. Well, I think when I was about 15, um, I watched um, my first ever horror, which I think was Saw 1, if I'm correct. Hmm. Uh, and instantly hooked. Uh, honestly, the fear went away like that. Um, and yeah, I, I I was instantly hooked. And from then, like with many of the things that I ended up getting obsessed about, I researched it heavily. Mm. I delved into it. You'll discover this a lot on the podcast that I will be the source of a lot of random information, behind the scenes stuff, yeah. cultural relevancy, and all that. Because if there's a horror movie that I like, I will research the living hell out of it. Um, and yeah, um, very much in the nature of like uh, dead meat sort of thing. Um, massive fan of him, by the way. James's niece is a legend. But um, yeah, I think horror for me now is a huge part of me. Mm. Um, well, you, you can talk about getting a tattoo sleeve. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I really want to get. I actually nearly started getting it, um, but COVID fucked everything up. But um, yeah, eventually I want to get a half sleeve of just dedicated to horror because honestly I mean I don't I don't see anytime soon me saying oh, I'm done with horror um, I will always be chasing new horror films and stuff like that mm. so I, I genuinely think yeah uh, it's a big part of me um, in terms of like the supernatural and stuff um, I am I wouldn't say I'm a skeptic honestly I you're more open minded I think yeah I think yeah I I, I, yeah. I don't I don't necessarily believe in an afterlife. I don't necessarily believe in heaven or hell or anything like that. I think it's a stupid thing that men made up to gather people together, really honestly. Um, but personally I I believe in a lot of the science behind it. I I would like to think that we like we can show proof of ghosts um, using science I I really believe in the science of ghost boxes I don't know if anyone if you guys have seen those I don't know if, do you know what a ghost box is? Dang, you told me briefly about it yeah. in the past. basically it's a device that um, cycles through radio channels yeah. at like an insane rate and essentially apparently ghosts can manipulate the magnetic field or something so that it picks up words and there have been there's evidence even on things like BuzzFeed Supernatural of words being said on a ghost box that have relevancy to mm. what they're investigating like they'll say names they'll say Ryan's name back then they'll say Shane's name back to him and stuff like that so yeah. I, don't, I, I think for me that's more of a seeing is believing kind yeah, of thing yeah definitely and obviously I, we can't afford to get one now because we're both students we're a student budget but um, you know, if this picks up or anything or we, we win somehow a bit of grand prizes or something like that. Right. Um, we we'll probably <laughs> we'll probably invest in a spirit box uh, and other gear to search for ghosts. Um, I like one leading theory at the moment um, that I've sort of seen floating around on on like Reddit and stuff like that. That a lot of people are saying that ghosts exist, but their visual lies on a different wavelength than what humans can see because you find like in a lot of ghost horror stories and you find in a lot of 
uh, examples that dogs are always one of the first, like when dogs start acting weird, they're one of the first signs of paranormal activity. Is this? It's animals in general seem to have, you know, a sense for these kind of things. Yeah. Like um, bugs will end up acting weirder around times of natural disasters, yeah. like earthquakes. Well, you've got that whole thing as well of yeah. birds flying into the houses of bad omen sort of thing. Mm. And I think I, I I sort of agree with this theory that it's been proven that dogs and animals see on different ways. You can see other like different wavelengths of light than what humans can. So I I sort of buy into this theory that ghosts are just that ghosts are there, but they're just on a different wavelength than what humans can perceive. So yeah, yeah, ghosts are just constantly watching. Us. Yeah, but we can't perceive them, and they only show themselves to us when they enter that wavelength of light that we can perceive because of certain conditions do you think that's a choice of a natural I think it's a natural thing because you, one thing that you always pick on is you a always, natural fluctuation yeah because you always see up hear ghost stories happening at night when it's dark so wavelengths of light have changed maybe so yeah I definitely I I I, I I won't, I'm not going to stand there and be like ghosts don't exist mm. um, but I am definitely a sceptic and Gabe sort of mentioned this earlier and I mentioned as well I have a plan for this podcast in terms of the supernatural I have a plan, I have a plan um, for this podcast in terms of the supernatural element. basically we're, the podcast uh, parts of no the, the supernatural investigation part of the podcast will have a sort of subheading almost to it the road to East Drive. Yeah. Where basically, me and Gabe are going to start locally. We're going to investigate paranormal happenings around our local area. Um, and then we'll move further and further afield as, we, as the podcast hopefully gains traction, as potentially, I keep saying this, but as monetary. Uh, situations I- increase uh, and stuff like that will eventually move further and further in the field but our number one goal I think you agree with this really currently currently yeah. our, our first goal really in terms of the paranormal investigation would be the first milestone yeah exactly it's like the first sort of milestone yeah definitely mm-hmm. is to go to I think it's 30 East Drive in Pontefract yeah. um, where the most active and violent poltergeist in Europe exists called the Black Monk of Pontefract and you can go and stay the night I think it's on like 60 quid to go and stay the night yeah, and, and take part in a group act, you know, thing um, and yeah I think it'd just be fun to go and actively try and I mean you're going to probably actively encourage thing happening well, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah I think um, yeah we'll, de- we'll definitely try and go there I think that's sort of the, the first main goal after that, it'll be you know the road to uh, the Sally House in America, or the road to the Serpent Rock in Thailand. I think it is and mm. stuff like that. It'll be it'll be like you know, but um, yeah, hopefully it'll happen. I really, okay. I someday, if not on this podcast, if it doesn't happen someday, I really want to go there because I want I part of me. I think this is this is quite a sort of dark side to me. Part of me wants something to happen. Just then, I have that proof. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, 
if, if some random object flies if, at you, yeah, if, if a knife flies at me and hits me in the chest, it's like, I will. I, yes, <laughs> it's real. Or, yeah, or like if, 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 if I told you, if, so. if, if like there's a, I know um, yeah. most haunted flick marbles. Um, like if a marble yeah. hits me in the eye and blinds me, I will be like, I'm, I'm blind, but I have proof of ghosts. That's sort of the, the thing. going around with marbles instead of ice. Yeah. Like the Did I tell you about the time? <laughs> like the ferryman from Animal Comes Home. Marbles. Yeah. Did I tell you about the time the ghost blinded me? <laughs> yes, Granddad. <laughs> five times in the last five minutes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I am very much, uh, I want to believe, but I want that proof. I'm very yeah. much, as you said, seeing is believing. Seeing is believing. Um, so I want that proof, which is why I want to actively go and investigate. Um, so yeah, that, that pretty much comes up for me, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like our investigations are going to be uh, more down to earth and real. Like we're not actively trying to seek out, you know, stories. So we're not going to try and fake stuff or yeah. You know. Yeah, that is one thing I will promise you right now, and people will probably deny it, deny it, and yeah. take this with a pinch of salt. I promise you, I swear to everything I hold dearest, nothing we ever do on this podcast is fake. Nothing, honestly. If we find nothing at a, ven- at a venue, we will tell you. Tell you. Yeah. We will ultimately say. It's going to be more of a in the field podcast, yeah, kind of deal. Where there we will, there'll be video versions as well. Yeah, um, maybe we'll do um, the Patrick podcast will be audio only for investigations. But there will also be a blog uh, on the channel, maybe of, of the investigation. We'll figure it out. It was obviously we're still in the we're gonna, We'll end up staying up all night, and if we don't feel like anything's happening, we'll just yeah. find the time to do the podcast. Yeah. You know? Um, um, yeah, I, yeah. If there is no evidence and nothing happens, we will document that and use that as proof to say, no, this place is not haunted. It's just a load of crap. They're yeah. talking a load of crap. And maybe we could revisit places that we've found no, no, you know, stuff. And again, if nothing happens, we will say again that this is. Yeah, definitely. I feel like we're not going to go more than three, three times. Three times. We're scientists, you know. Three strikes. Three strikes. Yeah, we'll yeah. scientists test three times. Yeah. We'll do the same thing, and yeah. if we find no evidence on three separate nights, three separate conditions, then we'll ultimately say no, because yeah. we're not out to deceive you. We're not out to be like ghosts the real world. It's it's more of a you following us along our yeah. journey, yeah. discovery. You know, yeah. we, we're we're trying to we're, we're looking to see if it, anything is real. You know, yeah. we I currently don't believe you I, are I, I'm, I'm agnostic I'm, towards yeah. the yeah. idea. Um, and you know, I'm certainly not going to be happy about lying to you guys yeah. about. And I feel I feel like people that will find that will stumble across this podcast that aren't necessarily friends of family. Yeah. Um, friends of family. Yeah, obviously, will want to watch this podcast because of that element of we're not lying to you. This isn't some YouTube. We want want to clickbait you or anything like that. You know, this is. A real investigation channel and, and podcast. Everyone always, it just, whenever you see like any hauntings or anything like that, you're always like, yeah. it's probably not real. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to watch and it's fun to see, but you, there's always doubt in your mind. You know, this is about 
Well, for us, it's about getting rid of that doubt. But yeah. pers- per- us personally, you know, this is basically us trying to rid ourselves of that doubt. Any yeah. paranormal investigations we do, and you're along with us, you know, definitely. If you're 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 like the the third member of the team, every single one of you. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Right, I think that covers yeah, your life horror. Yeah. Um, right, so what are your top three horror movies? Um, okay, so I'll do I'll do it the same way you did three to one. So it's anticipation. Yeah. <laughs> Important part of horror movies. <laughs> so um, can I include whole franchises? You can, but then I would also pick your favorite. Okay. Yeah. Um, so number three. Without doubt, the Saw franchise, um, specifically Saw Four, for me, yeah. Have we seen that one? Yeah, yeah. Slow ass motherfucking death. Oh no, no, no. no that's Saw that's Three. That's three. Yeah, well, Slow ass motherfucking death is in uh, Saw Four. It's um, Rig, and then the one where Detective Matthews' heads get fucking smashed by ice. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like for, I, I, I think I preferred three. Oh no, I can't stand three because it's slow as motherfucking Jeff. But um, no, yeah, the the Saw franchise, it, obviously, as as I mentioned before, it was my one of my first major int- introductions to horror, um, and I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I'm a gore hound myself. Mm-hmm. I love gore, um, and yeah, it, 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 I, honestly, I. People, I, I will agree with people that the later Saw films are bags of crap. They are soap opera, we've run out of ideas, help us, bags of crap. But they still fit in with the franchise as a whole, which is why I wouldn't say they're complete dog shit. Um, obviously, you know, it, it gets worse as it goes on, and then you get to Jigsaw, and it's all a little bit better, and then Spiral is, is better again. But I think the Saw franchise for me is that perfect example of how a franchise can keep a good story going and surprise you at every single turn yeah uh, it's like, at, at, at the end of you, you mean you, you've only seen up to Saw 4 now or 5 so, no you, you haven't seen Saw 5 which one's that? you've seen Saw, up to Saw 4 I think I'm pretty sure well I'll have a look on uh, our Amazon account yeah but um, yeah. but um, I mean you know, you, you'll say to yourself at the end of each movie, yeah, your, your mind was twist. still blown. I was like, "Whoa, yes, yeah. it, it is shocking and surprising." Yeah, I, me personally, I wouldn't put it up in my favorites for the franchises, but I do enjoy it. Yeah. You know, like I was, I went in, I went into watching Saw very much with the anticipation of this isn't going to be that good. Yeah. Everyone's just saying that it's it's just a core gore fest and. It's only here for shock value, yeah. but it's definitely more than that. Yeah. Well, at least the first few movies. The first few, yeah. Each I mean, of the ones I've seen. Yeah, they they get into they get a lot more torture porn in the later yeah, the later ones. For me, horror is about that feeling of dread yeah. after yeah. after the movie. You, you'll know when you've watched a good movie when for days afterwards you're looking at the shot. Do you, want, do, you want a, do you want a full fact? There's an element of post dread in the first Saw film. Do you know when it takes place? 10th of September 
What happened the day after? Oh, oh. yeah. There's a scene when when the, the phone that Gordon has, it says on the, it says the date on the phone, and mm-hmm. 10th September 2001. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's been a bit of post dread, really. You know, but um, but yeah. No, I I mean the mu- the music as well for me. The the ending score. I think the song was called Hello Zep. Uh, that ending score is so iconic. Uh, yeah. you, you know the movie when you yeah, yeah. like the yeah. violins just oh and I think it just adds to the the, the just the shock value of the endings um, I mean it will always hold a special place in my heart because obviously it's my, it was my first horror franchise that I really got into well, I think I think um, it's like The Shining I think that yeah. was one of my first movies yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that was not, not got me hooked it's yeah. stayed at my top tier yeah. since then I just I just think like it's more towards the beginning of the franchise, it's just perfect in the way that it keeps characters reoccurring. It, it builds on previous movies. It's it's so it's, far it's good uh, from what I've seen. Yeah. It's it's good at keeping continuity. I wish I was into horror when these movies were coming out because the fact that like you don't get told stuff from like so like you know stuff that happens in Saw Two, you don't actually find out the reason until like Saw Four. And to, to sort of have that revelation every because a Saw film came out every single Halloween after the first one, so to have that revelation year after year after year for like eight years would just blow my mind yeah. every single Halloween. And yeah, I just I love it so much. Um, a lot of people will rag on me for that, but honestly, it's one of my favorites. Well, you know, it's personal taste. This is, this is your yeah. tier list, yeah. you know. Everyone's gonna have a different tier list. Um, number two, I would probably say. Hmm, tough choice. He's a very tough choice. Um, number two, I will have to go for The Conjuring Two. Really? Yeah, I think it's a. Very good display of modern <coughs> horror. Yeah. Using classical notes. And it fits perfectly within the franchise. Yeah. I will admit some of the jump scares are a bit naff. Some of the scenes <laughs> are also a bit naff. Especially the, the bit where Bill is the ghost name. He talks to, to Ed. And My he, name's Bill. Yeah, and he does the. Eddie, Edward, Eddie, Edward, and it's just like Jesus Christ. But um, I think the, my only issue with it is I sort of wish they didn't include the nun in it personally. But I mean, that, at the end, yeah, 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 I uh, didn't like that. Yeah, well, but one of my favourite scenes, I've gotta, gotta say, yeah. it, the the scene uh, where the paintings. Oh yes. Oh, but but, for me, that personally best scene yeah. in that whole franchise yeah. you know like throughout all of the Annabelles and and I think, I, think, I think I will say Conjuring 2 is a specific movie but the Conjuring franchise as a whole for me is is fairly fairly good it's sort of like the horror version of the MCU almost it's got yeah. its own spin-offs yeah. it's got like the first Conjuring film could stand alone it could easily stand yeah, alone it's, it's very it's, good it's very good at that classic horror I would beats. say I would say the Conjuring franchise is the best of modern horror yes I, I would agree with that other than um, 
a sort of honourable mention for me is uh, the newest Invisible Man. Invisible Man. Yeah, by um, by Lee Wan L. Yeah, that, um, was, that was very. Good. That was very good because I mean Lee Wan L is very because obviously he did Saw, he plays Adam in the first Saw film. He also had a hand in writing Insidious and, and The Conjuring, but um, he is very into tech horror, um, and I think he he took the uh, the conceit of, of, of the Invisible Man and turned it into something which is I think a modern masterpiece, um, but. I, I would say yeah, the Conjuring franchise is a very good example of modern horror done right. And I know you'll know this. Mm. People that know me might know this. I rag about I rag the nun in the dirt. Oh yeah. Because I mean you've not seen it. I haven't seen it but I've I've seen the memes and yeah. the reviews. Or for me, all like if you boil the nun down to a bare minimum, all it is is three people running around the, the old monastery going around corners going hello and the nun will show up go rah and then there's no consequence and after a while that gets repetitive and it gets annoying because the scare wears off and I think that the film relies on you already being scared of Valak from The Conjuring 2 yeah too much it doesn't give you a reason I think to it's all right again. it's all right to do that to a certain extent yes. but it, the movie has to be scary yeah. as a standalone it, it doesn't give you a reason to be scared of her again yeah. it just sort of almost hopes so if, if you were someone going into the nun fresh you wouldn't I don't think you'd find it I don't think I would jump scares it, yeah. might get you a little bit but I don't think you would come there's, out there's of that. There's better movies for yeah. jump scares. I, I, I don't think you'd come out of that movie terrified of Valak. Um, I will say it's a very good modern example of using the classic uh, gothic horror elements from like The Woman in Black, from the old Hammer Horrors. The Woman in Black was one of my. Yeah, oh, I, lo- I love, I love yeah, that one. I really want to see that live. That, that's. I think I think I actually think that was the first horror movie I seen. I'm gonna think back because because I <laughs> it's another example of me, you know, being a weirdo and being like enjoying horror yeah. because when I first I got I got the DVD disc of it. Oh really? That's how I watched it. And um, my school at lunch times did a I think I was in year seven. I don't know how young that would be. What? 12, 13? 13, 12, 13. And they did a bring a bring bring a movie in and we'll play it. I just thought it was normal to enjoy horror. I thought oh, everyone's gonna oh, love this. Everyone's gonna love this. I brought it in and they played it and I was loving it. Everyone around me screaming it, shitting themselves the whole time and they ended up halfway like halfway through lunch they were like we're stopping this because everyone is too scared I'm like what do you mean too scared it's getting to the good bit I think when I was in year 8 they sort of did the same thing but it was in our drama classes yeah. when we would do when we were sort of being taught about gothic theatre and stuff I think and they yeah. made us watch it in class it, it, was, it wasn't like a option it was like a no you're going to watch this and it, yeah I, I think that. I think for me first of all I think The Woman in Black is one of the best Intro to horrors. Yes, it's a very yeah. I would I'd agree with that. It's yeah. it's quite tame. Like the, the jump scares are there, but it's quite tame. Well, it's it's compared to other yeah. stuff. 
It's like having a it's like having a beer when you go into the pub rather than shots. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. You're not di- you're definitely not going into the deep end of horror, but you're not. No. You're I'd not say like it lightly. like um, The Shining would be whiskey or yeah or What's the, like, the Conjuring would be a, a Jaeger bomb. <laughs> but the uh, Woman in Black is a good yeah. beer, you know, a, a pale ale yeah. or Indian craft beer. But um, I, I mean, you all know when we watched uh, Animal Creation, not Animal Creation, Animal Comes Home, that was probably one of my biggest jump scares, honestly. I honestly, I didn't like the setting of that movie. I know it, it was slightly annoying. I will admit, but some of the some of the scares in that film were very good. I, yeah, I the think exploration of everything in the uh, the I think horror, horror movies. My, my really favorite good. setting of the Annabelle series would be Animal One, actually. Animal Creation. No. Oh no, Annabelle, just Annabelle. First Annabelle. Annabelle. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, that apartment complex and like when the demon is chasing yeah. the stairs, you know, that, that it, I, I thought that was really good. That was very good. Like a, 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 like a woman on her own with a child, you know. Yeah, it's a very a vulnerable situation. Yeah, I think it, I think it plays that very well. Yeah. Um, but then out of the movie series, I'm not sure which I find the best because I don't think the first one is the best Annabelle. No, it's very good, uh, Annabelle. You know, but um, maybe Animal Creation yeah. for me might be my favorite. Yeah, Animal was good. Again, it does play on that element of vulnerability. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's it, a very good start. To setting up a horror movie yeah. is the vulnerability aspect. Yeah. You know, where how how just the whole one of the key aspects of horror movies is breaking down the character, making them feel vulnerable, yeah. and on you know making you feel vulnerable as you know, and you're making the you know the scares punch harder mm-hmm. because you yourself feel vulnerable. Yeah. And to set the movies, to set, have a horror movie set up where the characters inherently are vulnerable, is a very good start. Yeah. I would I would say with a caveat, me and Gabe have not seen The Conjuring Three, no. so we can't comment on that. Um, we will hopefully be trying to watch it soon when it comes on to home premiere. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll we'll probably split the cost or something. I don't we do want to watch that. We do want to watch it. I've heard mixed things about it. I think so because yeah. I think they made the mistake again of was what they did in Conjuring Two is they filmed an original ending with a different version of Malik. Uh, it was like a big demon thing, but then they replaced it with a nun. I think they did this in the same thing in Conjuring Three where they replaced any scenes with a, a demon. It actually was just they replaced it with a woman, like a, a normal woman. So I'm a bit apprehensive, yeah. but at the same time I kind of want to watch I it. I like the demons. I think they're scary. Yeah. Well, I'm a bit I think the completion. My, so my, my favorite, like, ooh, scary monster feature is the glowing eyes in the dark. Yeah. Like in pe- like in uh, it. Yeah. I think when the ferryman turns up in Malcolm's home, he's he's glowing eyes. Mm. Very. You know, scary and creepy. You know. Um, so yeah, so number one, <laughs> the Halloween franchise. Yeah, specifically Halloween 1978, the OG slasher movie. Halloween is, without a doubt, it's a messed up franchise. I'll, I'll admit, it's got flaws. 
it's it's we, we don't talk about anyone anything past part four. But um I I think that the character of Michael Myers is just a brilliant brilliant slasher villain. You know, the epitome of evil, there's that question hanging over him constantly of is he is he human? Is he something else? Because he constantly keeps surviving, being shot seven times, but and stuff like that. So there is that big question of is he human or is he actually like this being charged by evil? I love the I love um, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. I think she's such a powerful female uh, uh, lead to have, um, especially in the 2018 sequel. She is so strong and so are her daughter and granddaughter in that um, John Carpenter it, I, I think it's probably second to, actually no I think just above the thing I think it is his best film he's ever made um, that and oh sorry, that mm-hmm. and the 2018 uh, sequel um, the score is iconic oh yeah the that score I, will live longer than anyone I think I, I even before I saw, yeah, because I've only I've only seen the 2018 remake. Oh, no, yeah. sequel. You've seen the original. I showed you the original when we were in Freshers. No, yeah. I don't know. I'll watch the original. Well, oh, what a shame! <laughs> but um, I mean, we'll, we'll have to watch it because uh, in October, Halloween kills. I am so excited. Um, but yeah, because um, I only I only remember watching the 2018. Sequel slash remake. It's not really. It's a. It's, it's basically in the Halloween franchise. There are now four timelines. There is no. There are technically five. There's one. There's yeah. There's Halloween, uh, 1978, and then goes into Halloween two, Halloween three four, and yeah. Then there's Halloween one two, then goes into H two O Resurrection and whatever. There's then the standalone Halloween 3 season of The Witch, which I think people rag on way too much. It is such a beautiful attempt at trying to turn the Halloween franchise into an anthology film. You've not seen it. It's actually really good. A lot of people hated it, mainly because people were like, where's, my, where's Michael Myers? Why is he not here? Because they sort of never made it explicable. Like, you didn't make it outright that this is an anthology. We're, we're moving on from Michael now. Uh, um, so yeah, people are a bit like, "Where's Michael Myers?" Um, yeah, and then there is the. Wait, I think. So that yeah, I think sometimes people, I think in that aspect, people. They might be, you. Know, I feel like they probably have a right to feel like that. It's like yeah, imagine, definitely. imagine if you're you're watching, you, you get to like the second movie of Batman. Yeah, and it's suddenly not about Batman anymore. We're nope, on Superman we're on time. Superman. It's like yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, here, we're, we're here for Batman but yeah and then there's um, the two Rob Zombie films um, which they stand alone they're, they're remakes um, and then you've got Halloween 1 that then feeds into Halloween 2018 Halloween Kills Halloween Dies so um, yeah Halloween Kills is coming out this year in October mm-hmm. Halloween Dies is coming out next year so are they October. going to make those movies and then release them yeah. They've already made them. They've already made they them. They filmed them back oh, to back. Yeah. Ha- Halloween Kills was meant to come out last October. I think October. that's a good way of doing it. Yeah. yeah. Ha- Halloween Kills was meant to come out last October, but obviously because of COVID, it didn't happen because cinemas were closed. So it was delayed by a year. 
So yeah, we're getting Halloween kills this year. Halloween dies in 2022. So yeah, um, but no, I think the Halloween franchise is just it's it's perfect. I I as soon as I watched it, um, I fell in love. I I think everything about it is perfect. Um, especially in Halloween one where though there is this whole thing of you know Michael is just mortal you believe that right up until the very end and then he disappears with that famous you know, and it's like oh maybe he is the boogeyman and I just yeah I, lo I love it so much one thing that annoys me is in Halloween 2 when they do that whole Michael and, and Laurie and her brother and sister I, 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 I think that was such a cop out I mean, to be fair, it, John Carpenter never wanted to write that sequel. Mm -hmm. He was pressured into it by the studio. He literally drank a bottle of whiskey a day whilst <laughs> writing the script just to get through yeah. it and then washed his hands of it. It's like movie. It's like such a shame when yeah. that happens. When, like, when like, studios do that, it's yeah. So like another good example would be Spider-Man Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider -Man How Spider-Man Three was mm -hmm. just because they wanted Venom in it, and Sam Raimi was like, "No, I don't want it," and then he was just like, "Well, fuck you then." Here's a, a piece of crap. I know it's, it's crap. It was like you said they were going to do so many. Yeah, oh yeah. They, they were planning like Spider-Man, you know, up to six, and then doing like essentially what the MCU is now. They were going to because Sony had the rights to so many Spider-Man characters. Yeah, they were going to try and branch it off and make this universe, but it was ruined because Sony crapped on Sam Raimi eventually. So yeah, um, no, yeah. Uh, number one, Halloween is. The, for me, the perfect horror film, and obviously 1978, it spawned a legacy of slasher films. For me, personally, I honestly think without uh, Michael, you wouldn't get Jason, you wouldn't get Freddy, you wouldn't get Chucky, you wouldn't yeah. get Pin, you, no, you'd get Pin, you wouldn't get uh, Ghostface, you'd get none of that because for me, that is the definitive first slasher. People argue that. Black Christmas is technically the first. So that came out after. So, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, obviously Texas Chainsaw came out before, uh, but I think that's on a different level of slasher to me. That's it's it's different. It's, it's more yeah, like um, it's very much raw, raw like trapped. Yeah. Like, oh, that's the thing as well. Escaping. That's the thing as well. The events in horror films before. Halloween, it was always the horror happened somewhere else. Yeah. Like Texas Chainsaw, it's out in the middle of the desert. Mm. In The Omen, it's in a rich family. It's not nothing to do with the modern it doesn't, people. It's, it, it missed that relatability. Yeah. In Halloween, the evil was brought into a random suburb in the middle in middle America to average people, and it was brought almost into the viewer's home. You then got that sense yeah. of this could happen to me yeah. and I think that yeah I think it just added that extra level in the 70s of that fear of my god this is happening what could be my doorstep and I think it's just perfect yeah um, honourable mentions I mentioned about the Invisible Man remake I thought that was really that was I think good. I think that movie does a good job of letting your mind do the work Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, because basically, for the majority of the movie, there is nothing to yeah. see. There is nothing to be scared of. Mm. There's no demon. There's no 
creature. There's no man hunting you down. It's just what well, it's invisible. Yeah. And is you're like, is it there? Is it in the room? Oh my god! It, you know wh- what's going to happen because you you don't even know because a lot of the time you s- you'll see events happening. You're like, oh my god! What turn around? Yeah. What do something? You don't even have that yourself. I feel like a big element of that film is the the frustration that the viewer feels that when she when like when it comes to the point where the viewer knows like no there is something happening here there is someone following her hmm. and then uh, you know all the characters around this main character are just so dismissive and it's that frustration of just why would you believe her why you know it's just, oh yeah I think it's it is like a a bit it's real in that aspect yeah. where it's like well an invisible man hunting you down why would they believe her yeah. you know it's got that realism like like it, it, that's what I hate sometimes in horror movies where it's like some, like a kid runs up to like a police officer and he's like I'm being hunted down I'm, I'm you know a man is chasing me and they're like oh go away you know stop bothering us and then like a, a few minutes later he's dead yeah Whereas this is like a kid goes, you know, she goes to someone's like, an invisible man is chasing me. You know, he's trying to, you know, he's still alive. He's still alive after like proof that the guy is dead. That proof that she is a bit unstable herself. You know, it's, it would be yeah. believable that she's unstable, and so she's obviously going to be paranoid and you know they're going to be like oh it's just your paranoia it's reasonable for yeah. I think so I think it does a good job of like realism in the character's reaction yeah, yeah definitely um yeah. any other honorable mentions um I would have I mean I'll give a nod we've already discussed it but I'll give a nod to the wailing yeah um decent horror I think I'll, I'll give another honorable mention um of Friday the 13th the original yeah I really want a Funko Pop to go with Mr. Freddy yeah but um yeah I I like the original because it again it placed I mean it it sort of played on the trope that was at the beginning of Halloween but it played on the the trope of bringing the horror more personal to the viewer in the sense that it used a lot of POV shots for them another. Mm. It used a lot of um, like every time a camp counselor was, was being killed you were watching it from the eyes of well, for mo- most of them you, you were watching it from the POV of the killer and I think it, it, it again added that extra it broke down that extra wall and made the horror more so and I think yes Halloween was the first slasher yeah but with Friday the 13th part 1 which almost was the blueprint for the tsunami of 80s slasher films that came out a lot of the films copied it yeah and yeah I kind of want to. Can I do one more honorable no, mention? Go ahead, go ahead. I have to mention Scream because oh, yeah. because of how pivotal it, how pivotal it was. Uh, one of Wes Craven. I mean, Wes Craven. You know, he's a god of horror. Created Nightmare on Elm Street. 
but um, I would also I would have to say Scream because it started the trend of more self-aware horror. Yeah, that's one thing. When I watched yeah. that movie, that's one thing I love. Where it's like horror exists in that movie. Yeah, the characters yeah. know about horror and the tropes that yeah. actually happen, and they're like, oh, it's like, it's like, it's like when you watch a zombie movie. Yeah. And it's like, well, zombie movies have been made in this, yeah, in this franchise, and I'm like, okay, we instantly know no, what to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. We instantly know that we have to bash the head in rather than every single time. It's yeah. like, oh what no, do do? what are we doing? We're yeah, shooting yeah. them, and it's not killing them. And I love, I, I just love the yeah. the self-aware nature of it, and also the fact that it almost the the, the target audience of it. That sort of it wasn't adult camp counselors being killed. It wasn't random preppy kids on a on a spring break holiday it was normal teens in a normal high school in a normal town being killed one by one and I feel like again it broke down that wall of bringing horror into the home not having it you know an arm's length away and yeah I just think it's perfect yeah 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 I think I've gone wrong yeah I think I think I've got to mention one horror movie that I think oh, yeah. It's very similar in setting, but I th- actually prefer mm. personally. It follows. Yes, I think that is oh, very, yeah, very good. It's like uh, uh, first off, the concept is yeah. like very well. Like, it's like oh, the jump very scare. solid. The jump scare of when that tall guy steps into the room. Oh my god! Yeah, shat me up. Yeah, yeah. Oh god! But it's I. Like the underlying message about what you know, what the creature symbolizes is also good, mm. but it's also that that feeling of like it, it can be anywhere and you don't even know. Yeah. On the music, you could be film. looking at it and you won't know. The music in that film, one of the best. second to none. Man. Yeah, so good. It makes yeah. th- without the music, it, it it's it's missing a key yeah. feature of it. It's yeah. but that the setting is real. Yeah. Like, Again, it brings horror, horror into the home. Like it could happen to anyone, especially nowadays with the, you know, with the cultural, um, you know, relationships. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's a very much, you know, plausible that someone could catch the monster. Yeah, you know, it, definitely. You know, it, it could happen to almost you know a lot of young people who. I do like that element of social commentary. Yeah, I thought it was very good, and the set that's that was my one of my favorite aspects of the movie. It's like it, it was so grounded. Yeah, it felt like a it, it was this real world. Yeah. like they filmed it, and the only the only thing in that movie that wasn't real was the monster. That's it. Everything else, the characters, like like that that one character who just doesn't believe her, but is willing to take the monster away from her. Yeah. Just because, you know, he wants to have sex. Yeah. It boils down to that, and he doesn't believe her, and then he ends up, you know, seeing the monster, and it's like, oh. it's like his reactions are very real, dickish, yeah. but real. Like I, everyone in the movie feels very real, and I like it. And I, I just thought I'd have to mention that because no, that's, yeah, that's why because it, it it ties into like the setting we're talking about. And yeah. I thought it was very good. Yeah what it did nice so I think that let's move on to the last question the last question 
having all the experiences, do you, do you have any to mention? Um, personally, no. I personally have never experienced anything supernatural, really. Um, I, I've heard the old footsteps, like, you know, me and my ex were sat downstairs in this house, um, while no one was in, and I swear to God, I heard, like, we both heard footsteps coming from, like, the room next door, through this wall, and stop pretty much where I'm sat. Mm. Uh, they were like clear, distinct footsteps, and I, I, I honestly, yeah, I, I honestly think that, yeah, something happened, and it, it, it did, it well, wigged, wigged me out a little bit. It's been a running gag that this house is haunted. Yeah, yeah. And then to have that happen, because yeah. wait, uh, wasn't there something else that made everyone wary? I can't remember. I feel like it was something else, but we're just forgetting it. Yeah. But um, no, personally, I've not really had any experiences myself. Um, in my family, there have been, um, like, I think my, I want to say my dad's auntie, Auntie Sue, um, she it has, like, the sight or something. Like, she's a, I want to say clairvoyant, is it? Or seer? Yeah, she's, she, had, like, generally she has, like, that, that sixth sense, and she... Connection. Yeah, spirit. she will look at pictures of people and see spirit orbs. Um, and there's, I can't remember most of the stories now, but it's like some of the stories that my parents have told me about her. It's a little bit weird. I won't lie. Like mm. some of the the things that she's come out with, the connections are just very strange. And it's yeah. Um, I I yeah. I don't. I've never really had an experience myself. Um, and I, I, I sort, I think that sort of feeds into yeah. my want to investigate. Is that I want to have an experience, yeah. sort of, but I, I, I'm telling you again, this feeds into what's in there that I will not have a confirmation bias. I will not hear a knock and be like, oh my god, ghosts are real. Um, so, it's proof. Yeah, I, I won't. Yeah, this has several won't possibilities. It's, it adds to yeah. the proof, but it's not. If I see a, it's a I, I will tell you now though. If I see a full body apparition and get it on camera. Then that's it. I'm signed, self delivered. <laughs> that's it. Even before, even be, even before. It'll just be me carrying on. No, 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 no. I'll still do. I'll still do with you, but that'll be yeah. me signed, self delivered. It's like, wait, so they're real. <laughs> Let's go find some more dangerous ones. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. Um, I think that's a pretty short answer to that question. But I've never really had an experience, but I really want to. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think so. I, we've, well, we covered all the questions. Yeah, we covered a lot into this episode. Um, so yeah, uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, please stay tuned for more. The, um, next episode, we'll, we'll announce it on our social medias, which will be down in the description below. Um, and yeah, please like, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Spotify, please consider following us. Um, maybe if you want to just listen to the audio-only versions, pop over to iTunes. Um, maybe buy the podcast if you want um, give us a follow on all our social medias it really helps us get a bigger presence um, and you know maybe we, we can then push for monetization on videos we can push for adverts on the podcast version on like the well, audio only versions which then we can get money which can then feed into the podcast the, the, to make the whole sale the profit we make from this is mainly going to be put straight back yeah, into it yeah. we don't you know we're, we're, we want 
you know, well, we want to experience these things, yeah. you know. And we can only do that with the help of equipment, which yeah. we can't afford to buy ourselves. So, and all the money made from this podcast will be pushed back into it mm. uh, to fund it, to make it bigger, better, our recording equipment to make it better, our yeah. hunting equipment to make it better, our backdrop, everything. Um, and so, yeah, we really appreciate any help. Please comment below uh, any questions you guys have. We'll answer it at the end of uh, next week's episode. Um, and yeah, uh, I think we're done. So we'll see you later, guys. Uh, stay safe and see ya. Bye.